0: Please take your Bibles and turn with me to Revelation chapter 20. We've gotten over to the fifth verse, but I am going to begin reading with verse 1 and read to verse 10. And so Revelation chapter 20, beginning to read with verse 1. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand. And he lay hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. Cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more till a thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that he must be loosed to little season. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, judging. judgment was given unto them, and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads, or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years." But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part of the first resurrection, on such the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. And when a thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. And shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about and the beloved city, and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. The devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Let's begin with prayer. Father, thank you today for your precious word. Thank you, Father, for these folks that are here to hear your word. They desire to come and to hear your truth, your word, and we go verse by verse through this precious book that we may hear and see all that you would have for us for this day and we know father that it's your living word so we could go through these same words tomorrow and you could show us something further something new that that for us to to have for that day and so thank you father for your living word Speak to our hearts now. Show us the way of salvation and show us the need to share that word with others. Guide and lead us now, please. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. In reading these scripture verses here, we find that clearly there is a thousand years between the judgments. And many people have the thought, and it comes, I believe, from back in John chapter 5, that there is a general resurrection. There is a resurrection of the lost and saved, and it will go on at the same time. There's a gathering of the sheep and the goats. And so they come in and the the sheep are on one side and the goats are on the other side. And and then they're, okay, you go over here and you go over here. Uh, This is not true when it comes to the word of God. There is no general resurrection of mankind. There is a resurrection of the living those that are born again and there is a resurrection of the dead those that have chose not to come by faith to the lord jesus christ we're going to look back into the gospel of john i want you to see this because if someone would ask you the 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 purpose of studying and the purpose of coming together is uh, not only for you to learn the word of god but also that you can share it with others. And when someone would ask you such questions, that you can answer those questions. I, I want you, we're, we're, we're here, we're in school, we're learning um, God's precious word. John chapter 5. We're going to begin reading with the 24th verse. And we're going to read all the way down to verse 29. And then... Uh, Fellowship over these verses before we get back into Revelation. John chapter 5, verse 24. Verily, verily, which means, listen, this is something that's very, very important. I say unto you, hear he that heareth my word, and believe on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself. And he hath given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming, in the which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice, and shall come forth they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation." Now, you can see why many believe that there is a general resurrection when you read that 29th verse. Because it would appear that that is something that takes place all at the same time. So, now that we look at these verses, we're going to concentrate for a minute here on 28 and 29. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in the which all that are in the graves, plural, shall hear his voice. Shall come forth, they that have done good unto resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Now to begin with here, let's let's clarify done good. That means you have come by faith to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because without the precious shed blood of the Lord Jesus, we can do no good. We are evil, we're born in in sin, and we maintain that wicked life until the day we meet Jesus as our Savior. And the day that we come by faith to the Lord Jesus is the first day that we do good. And there it is, done good unto the resurrection of life. And they have done evil. Those that have rejected the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, they will be unto the resurrection of damnation. The hour that we see here in this 28th verse. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming. The hour is coming. Now, understand, as we look at this period of time, that this hour here has a period of a thousand years with it. So the hour is coming, and we have the thought then that this is going to happen all at the same time, in which all that are in the grave shall hear the voice Yes, they will hear the voice. But that hour, there is a thousand years between it. And you can ask me, why can we believe that there is a thousand years within that hour? Before the millennium... The righteous will hear his voice. At the close of the millennium, then the wicked will hear his voice. And there's the thousand years that we speak of back here in Revelation chapter 20, between those two. However, if we back up now and look at verse 25 through 27. We've already read those verses. We're going to read them again. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God. This death here is speaking to each and every one of us, because we are born dead. We are born condemned already. That's what verse 25 is saying. I say unto you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God. How long has that hour lasted? That hour has lasted almost 2,000 years. Because he's still speaking to us. He's still calling out the dead unto life. You and I, when we come to the age of accountability... At that time, if we die, if we face death, we would die and go to the place of torment. We are condemned already. But he tells us here in verse 25, the hour is coming and now is. Jesus is standing right there. He's saying right now you can believe in me and you can go from death unto life. And that's what that verse is saying. Now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. We talked about that in Sunday school. How important is it that we hear the word of God, that we understand that we are lost and we're dying, we're dead, and we need Jesus. We need to respond to that voice. And that hour right there is an hour of 2,000 years. The hour refers to the day of grace. And that has lasted almost 2,000 years. So if that hour in verse 25 is lasting 2,000 years or almost 2,000 years... There is no problem with us thinking that the hour that is speaking of down in 28 could contain a thousand years. Because the first hour is 2,000 years already. Again in verse 24 there, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation but is passed from death unto life. That, and verse 25, we are referring to being spiritually dead. We need to be given life. We need to come by faith to the Lord Jesus. And so back up in those verses of Scripture, in verse 25, that hour already has lasted almost 2,000 years. And so when we come down, and how do we confirm Scripture? You confirm Scripture with Scripture. And so when it says, Marvel not at this, that for the hour is coming in which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice. And then we come back and we read in the, the beginning, the seven verses uh, of the Rev- uh, book of Revelation, the The chapter 20 in the book of Revelation, it's easy for us to see that there are a thousand years between there. All sinners must hear the voice of God. You must listen to the voice of God. We must trust in the Lord Jesus as our Savior. There are three steps, three steps. Groups, three companies, has been referred to when it comes to the resurrection. The first, and is the most important, and that is, we know that the Lord Jesus Christ is the first resurrection. Now, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 23. Because that's kind of got a double thought in it there. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 23. But every man in his own order, Christ the first fruits. He is the first fruits of the resurrection. So that's the first. And then we even have the second listed here in this same verse. Afterwards, They that are Christ's of his coming. That's you and I. And so the first is the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. The second is the rapture, the church. Now we can go to 1 Thessalonians and get a little more of that. That's a beautiful verse of scripture. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. So we have not only the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, we have the rapture, and then we also at the beginning or referred to as the eve of the millennial reign of Christ. There is another resurrection, which we have it back in Revelation chapter 20, verse 4. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. So we have the three, Christ being the first, the rapture of the church is the, the second and then the resurrection of those the Bali resurrection of those that were martyred during the the, uh, re, the tribulation period and so we have looked to see that there is not a general resurrection there is a thousand years between the two we looked at chapter 5 i hope that that helps you see when it speaks as the hour is coming that one of those hours has already placed 2,000 years in it. And then the second one, when you come back to Revelation, we can see that when it speaks of the resurrection of the living and the resurrection of the dead, that there's actually a 1,000 years between the two of them. It's important for us to see the difference. Now, as we find here... In verse 6, back to Revelation chapter 20, verse 5 tells us, But the rest of the dead lived not again for the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection, proof of what we've just read and, and studied. Blessed and holy is he that hath part of the first resurrection, on such the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. Two parts in there. Blessed and holy is he that hath part of the first resurrection, those that have come by faith to the Lord Jesus. But as important as that is, it tells us in the middle part of verse 6, on such the second death hath no power. Only the saved, only those that are, claim, are, are claimed holy, will have part of the first resurrection. There is a, a, a list of of those that have a part of the first resurrection. And we're going to go back, we just read a couple of those verses, but go back with me to, uh, uh, to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians 15, 51. 15, 51. Behold, I show you a mystery... We shall not all sleep, we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trump shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. We need to understand what our precious word tells us. Now, we're going to visit over this a little more, but first we're going to go to Philippians, Ephesians, Philippians, Philippians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. We need to see the promises that God has given to those that are part of the first resurrection. Philippians chapter 3, verse 20. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. So he is going to take this cursed body born again and he's going to make it new and the scripture tells us fashioned like unto his glorious body what a wonderful promise one more revelation i'm sorry uh, before we go to revelation uh, first john chapter three 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. It doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Salvation of the believer. Those that have come by faith to the Lord Jesus Christ. Salvation of the believer is complete right now. Our Lord Jesus has, has completed the work upon the cross of Calvary. He has died upon that cross. He has shed his precious blood. He has taken his precious blood and presented it to his Father in heaven at the throne of God. It's complete so far as the redemption of the soul is concerned that's complete that's the reason that we can say once you come by faith to the lord jesus you are saved and you're saved eternally because he has finished that work it's not a it's not a just a hope that what he has done is sufficient or it's not a hope that what i do or don't do is enough god has completed that work understand that it is completed. Jesus came the first time. Think about this. He came the first time to redeem our soul, our lost soul. He is coming the second time for the purpose of redeeming our body. Now, the resurrection of the wicked is not a resurrection unto life, it is a resurrection unto eternal damnation. And they will be raised a thousand years later. Listen to this. Christians do not Do we fear death? Don't. Because we don't die. You say now, Larry, I've been to a lot of funerals that people say they were Christian. And they died. No, they didn't. When they took their last breath here, they immediately went in to the presence of, Of the Lord Jesus Christ. They went immediately to the throne of God. They didn't die. We're not going to die. We don't have to fear death. In any way. Because a believer. Doesn't die. Oh we leave this body. But our soul. Because of the redemption that our Lord and Savior has given us, our soul goes right into the presence of the Lord Jesus. Immediately. Christians do not die. The body just rests in the dust. Remember, the Lord Jesus said to Lazarus, he just sleeps. No, he's been dead for four days. No, no. He just sleeps. Because you see, the Lord Jesus knew. And we should know that we don't die. Oh, that should give us joy and should give us hope and should give us comfort. The Spirit returns to God who gave it. And the righteous are raised to die. No more, never to face death. The wicked die forever. We don't die. They die forever. Let's think about that. Those that have rejected the Lord Jesus Christ die forever. They die physically and they die spiritually throughout eternity in the lake of fire. Those that have rejected the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ are dying and yet never die. They are forever dying. And we can understand that. Why did I spend a couple weeks up at Mayo's with them prodding and pushing and, you know, I've always said I'm on their weight loss program. I go up, they keep part of me, and I come back. And that's what they do. One of these days, I'm going to be done because they're going to keep me. I mean, there's going to be nothing left if they just keep doing that. why because this old body body is deteriorating physically I'm dying how many of us woke up this morning and had aches and pains how many of us woke up this morning and and, uh, you know, my my. If, if this may sound strange to you, but when I sleep, when I sleep, I have to sleep with my hands flat. Because if I don't, if I sleep with my hands like this, I have to force to try to open them. And this hand here, I can't. I have to take my fingers and open it because it is locked shut. What is that? That's arthritis. Physically. Okay, now. In in October, I'll be 68 years old. Let's just add a thousand years to that. What's this side of my face going to look like a thousand years from now? What's that, what's that hand going to feel like? With the fires of hell burning and never ceasing. We'll continue in this sixth verse next week, but I want to bring you to Mark chapter 9. We've referred to this in Sunday school. I don't want you to miss this. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Go to Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9, verse 49. Verse 48. Where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. For every one shall be salted with fire. In other words, God is telling us in his word, and this is the Lord Jesus speaking here. He is telling us that that place of torment, that place of fire, is is kept. It's preserved. And it will always be there. Now, the joy that we have, and, and next week we're going to look at Isaiah and back to Matthew, back to Luke, into Daniel. And there's many references of New Jerusalem and Ezekiel and, 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 and Zechariah. Uh, and micah and we're going to look at those we need to see those but that's what a believer has to look forward to a christian has the knowledge and the wisdom and the hope that we will never die we don't have to worry about those worms we don't have to worry about the fire But anybody that we know and love that's rejected the gospel are going right there. You're the age of accountability. And you die today. I don't care how good the world tells you you are. If you have rejected the Lord Jesus Christ when the Spirit of God showed you that you're a sinner and you said, no, I'm not. I don't need salvation. This is exactly where you're going to spend eternity with your God, the devil. Because that's who your God is if you reject Jesus. There's really only two gods in this world: the little God, the devil. He wants to be the big God, but he never will be. And he has deceived a multitude. going to be two resurrections not same time one's thousand years apart from the other but the very words of knowing we are never to die what a joy but then we look at those that have rejected the gospel family members folks that we know folks that we love and they just, they're, they're, they're deceived. They've been lied to. And, and it doesn't seem like that, that any words we say to them, they just will not allow the spirit to convict their heart and show them the truth. They just stay away from it. They just put their hands up and says, ah, it's, that's, that's your belief. They're going to spend eternity, eternity, dying and dying and dying and dying and never we got a work to do. Let's close in prayer. Father, thank you for your word. Just just put a burning in our hearts for those that we know and and love. We all got folks that that's that's around us that that are settled into their their home church and they're comfortable and and they, they, they just don't want to hear it. They've been taught from their youth. They were taught by their parents. They were taught by their grandparents, Father. All these, these truths that are not truths or lies. And it's not bringing life to them. It's bringing death to them. Help us, Father, to, to, that they would see the word and see the truth, please. Please, guide us and strengthen us. Don't let anyone be here today that doesn't know you as their Lord and Savior. Father, please. Yes, I'm a sinner. Yes, I need the Lord Jesus to save me. Is that simple? Please. Speak to hearts today, Father, please. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.